Good morning. What a blessed and beautiful Easter morning that it is. We want to welcome you and we want to thank you for joining us today. If you have a church home, I had rather you be there this morning. That's where you need to be. However, for some reason, if you're unable to be there, for some reason, maybe you're sick and at home, maybe you don't have a church home. We're so glad to have you join us this Easter Sunday. As we open today, we want to remember in prayer the many that are out there today who are sick, who are suffering with illness and sickness. There are many today who are dealing with grief. I know just this week, I've done a funeral for a beloved man here in the community. And I'm sure his family is still grieving this Easter Sunday. I've got news for you. There's a better day coming for the rest of you. You're sick. You're frustrated. You're down and out. Whatever it may be, we want to pray for you today. And feel free to share your prayer request. Feel free to post anything you'd like to post. We go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to open today's service and we're going to be in Mark chapter 16. So find your Bible. Open it up. Mark chapter 16. But first, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father and Lord God, as we come to you this Easter morning, we thank you so much for everything that you have done. We thank you for Jesus most of all today, because if it were not for him, if it were not for his death on Good Friday, if it were not for his resurrection on the first day of the week, we couldn't have the privilege of coming to you today. Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is to be in your presence, to open your word, to share it with the many that are watching and listening today. Now, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless all of those, Heavenly Father, those, as we've mentioned, who have issues of sickness or issues of frustration or depression. Heavenly Father, those that are going through ordeals of grief, whatever it may be today, lift them up. Give them strength, Heavenly Father. Give them encouragement. All in the name of Jesus and through your precious word. Because it is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. As I said, we're going to be in Mark chapter 16, beginning with verse number 1. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. 
And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted when ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him, as he said unto you. And they went out quickly, and fled from the sepulcher. For they trembled, and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. This morning, on this Easter Sunday, I want to ask you a diff ask you to consider something. I want to ask you to consider the difference a day makes. You know, when we stop and think about it, it's amazing how fast that life can change. Things are one way today and tomorrow. Uh, they're going to be totally different, or they could be. One day a spouse is here. Uh, the next day the spouse is gone. One day you think that you are well, and the next day you discover that you're very ill. One day everything in life is going very well, and the next day everything in life has fallen apart. One day it appears there is no hope, and the next day the problem has been solved. It is true that many changes occur over the course of a day. What a difference a day can make. That was never more true than the day that Jesus rose from the dead. When the body of Jesus was placed in the tomb, it was there by Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. On the day that he was crucified, it was a dark and a terrible day. The Savior, an innocent man, a sinless man, had been crucified at the hands of the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin as a whole, and the Roman government. Yet, yet, when that happened, and after that happened, the sun went down, and the hopes and the dreams of the disciples and his followers went down with them. Now think about that for just a moment. They had been in the presence of Jesus. They had heard all of his preaching. They had witnessed all of his miracles. They had seen everything that they could see of him. All of the presence and the purpose of God in his life. And yet, when he was laid in the tomb, they lost hope. They lost hope. Mark is the only gospel that gives us a picture of that dreary Sabbath day. The day in between Good Friday and the crucifixion and Easter Sunday and the resurrection. The day that was miserable in the life of all of God's people. I want us to look at the events of the Lord's first day, the events of Jesus rising from the dead. I want us to see why it's so important today. That day is important 
because they set a purpose and a standard in our lives. They give us something to look to. They give us a reality to look at when we see no hope and when we see despair. They give us a question. They give us an answer to the question, the difference that a day makes. So let's look at those events. Let's look at what's going on. First, in verses 1 through 3, I want you to see the difference is a ministry of love. In verse 1, there is a desire. There are three women that are mentioned in these verses of the early Sabbath and of the dark Sabbath and of the early resurrection. They rested in their homes as they were commanded by the law on the Sabbath. Just the day before they witnessed the death of Jesus on the cross, they watched his body taken down and placed in a tomb. They watched the stone roll over it. They watched the Roman seal being placed to secure it. They saw the guards standing there. They knew that nobody was going in or nothing was coming out. Son, the sun went down on the, and the Sabbath began. And they waited. And they waited. When the Sabbath ended, and Saturday at sunset, they emerged and they went to town. And they bought spices. They went to anoint the body of Jesus. That was their purpose. That was their desire. Now notice their desire was to minister to a dead body. Their desire was to see the body of Jesus. They had heard him talk about resurrection. They had heard him say he will rise again on the third day. But yet, but yet, their desire was to minister to a dead body. I got news for you today. The body of Jesus is not in the grave. They showed up to minister to a dead body, but there was no dead body. No, there was a living, resurrected Savior. And he was gone. He wasn't there. Folks, when we get down and out in our life and our desires take us in the direction of no faith, they take us in a direction of having no desire to worship and to be in the presence of God and to be there for him. Understand you're not alone, but understand when you show up and you show up, to be in place, to be there in, the, in front of a dead body. He's not there. He is alive and well at the right hand of God. What's your desire today on this Easter Sunday? Do you have a desire to be in front of and worshiping a living, resurrected Savior? Or do you have a desire to be ministering to a dead body? With something we need to ask ourselves today, what is our desire toward the Lord? Next, I want you to notice they had a devotion. In that society, most people arose before dawn. That, that would have been about 5.30 if we want to apply it to our time. And it would appear that these women got up maybe earlier than that. You see, their desire may have been misplaced. 
But their love wasn't. Their love for the Lord was there. They were thinking in a carnal manner. They knew what Jesus said, as I've already reminded you. But yet their hope had been dashed because of what they had seen in the crucifixion. But their love for the Lord carried them to where he was laid. Where does your love for the Lord carry you today? What is your ministry to the Lord Jesus Christ today? On this Easter Sunday, think about that. Think about it. Do you Are you sitting, listening, and hoping God's going to bless you, or are you there to worship Him and bless Him? If you're able to watch and open your Bible and read from it the words of life, you have a blessing that many today don't have. How are you ministering? What is your desire and how does your love of God move toward fulfilling that desire today? We need to be aware of it. We need to be aware that a desire and a love for God it isn't just showing up on Easter and Christmas. It isn't just opening a checkbook. It isn't just listening and tolerating. No, it is serving the risen Savior. It is having a ministry that glorifies Him. It is having a ministry that lifts him up today. It's having a ministry that glorifies him through our life. Yes, we're all sinners. We're all sinners that are either saved by grace or have the opportunity to be saved by grace today. But what happens after salvation in our lives? Do we draw weary? Do we find ourselves approaching what we believe is a dead body because of our lack of hope and faith. Where does our love take us in Jesus? It should be erasing our doubts because in verse 3, they had doubts and they said among themselves, who shall roll us away the stone? They knew they weren't strong enough to roll that rock away. And they knew it was sealed. And they wanted to know who. <coughs> who? Who is going to roll that rock away? Who is going to roll away the barrier that keeps you from Jesus today? It's going to be the Lord himself. Some of you today, you've got a big stone standing between you and the Lord. Some of you today have many doubts that are blocking your way to faith. Some of you have doubts that have been placed by others. Some of you have doubts that have been placed uh, uh, by science and by carnal wisdom and knowledge. Some of you have doubts that have been placed by government legislation and by good, purposeful talk that has twisted your mind and placed a doubt about Jesus and your relationship with him. There's a stone there between you and the Lord today. 
and it's going to be Jesus who rolls it away. And on this Easter Sunday, he wants to move that stone. He wants to move that which is blocking access to him. But the question I have for you, will you let him? Will you let the Lord move that doubt today? Only you can answer that question. Only you can answer the question about whether you're going to continue to let doubt stand between you and the Lord. Only you. They could have stopped. In verse 3, they could have stopped and turned around and went back home. One of them could have said, Oh my, I just remembered there's a big stone there and we can't roll it away. Let's go back. But they didn't. They went there in doubt, but they went there in love with a desire. A desire may be misplaced, but nonetheless, they put themselves in a place where the Lord could take that day and turn it around. That's what we need to look at with ministry. With ministry. We need to see that the ministry of love to the Lord Jesus Christ is one of the things that will turn around our life if we will let it. Today can be better than yesterday. And what we do today by acknowledging Jesus and accepting him as our Lord and Savior can make the following days sweeter because the doubt and the misery is going to be removed and the love is going to be placed, rightfully placed. And the desire is going to be rightfully placed. And oh, what a day it's going to be moving forward. Next the difference is a message of life. When these ladies arrived at the tomb, their fear was changed to amazement. Mark says, when they looked as they walked in the tomb, as they walked toward the tomb, they did so. And in verses 4 through 6, what we see is they saw the stone was already rolled away. The worst fear they had of something blocking them from the body of the Lord, that fear had been removed because they moved forward when they had doubt. You see, if we're going to understand the ministry of love, we have to understand the message of life. And that message of life is a message of peace. He tells them to not be afraid, not to be affrighted. When they saw the angel, they were fear. They were filled with fear. The word affrighted literally means to be struck with terror. Think about it. They walk into a tomb. They saw the Lord's body being placed in. He's not there. Only the grave clothes are there. But there's a stranger, a stranger sitting in that tomb, clothed in brilliant white. They were, fear had gripped them. Fear.
fear had gripped him to the point of not knowing where to go. He was clothed in a strange garment. He was there and he made a statement. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. You seek Jesus. You seek Jesus. The crucified Jesus. He is risen. My, what a wonderful, joyful message that was. He is risen. Suddenly, just like turning on a light, they remembered his words. On the third day, he would rise again. And it was the third day, and he had risen. And there was a messenger there that was confirming that he had risen. It is a message of peace. You see, it is a peace of knowing that the Lord Jesus Christ does exactly what he says he will do. It is also a message of power. It's a message of knowing that he has the authority and the power even over death and the grave to do what he says he will do. And understand today, friends, if you are saved, there is no death for the saved today. All death is is a laying down of these worn out, broken down bodies and picking up and moving on into glory in the presence of Jesus. Heavenly Father, glory to God. It's a message of peace, a message of power. And there's nothing greater than to have that today. Nothing greater. I want you to think about something to illustrate the peace and the power. What would have happened if Jesus died on the cross and he didn't rise from the dead? What would have happened? Well, first he would have died in vain. Romans 4, 24 and, verse, and chapter 5, verse 10 tells us that his death would have been meaningless. He would have been a liar. Matthew 16, 21 and 12, 40 talks to us about his promises and how those promises, if they would have been broken, would have made him a liar. It would have shown that he had no power to save them and that he couldn't save anyone today. It would show that our preaching is a waste of time, that it was a big lie that we can help no one through the preaching of the gospel and that all was, would be bound and, bound and written down to go to hell. It would show that our faith is foolish. All we do, our praying, our studying, our witnessing, our working, our holiness, our praising is a waste of time. It would show that all Christians are liars. Our testimony would be false. We would be mentally deranged. They would, it would show that we are all lost in our sin. Romans 10, 9 will confirm that. Hebrews 7.25, a dead Savior can save no one. None. Our departed loved ones are just that. They're departed. They're gone forever. We, we are to be pitied if Jesus didn't rise from the dead. 
we would all be fools, building our lives and our hopes on a dead man. But Jesus is risen. And because he is, all the negatives are transformed into positives. He is able to save the soul. He is able to give us eternal life. He is able to change us from vile creatures into his image for his glory. He is, he did rise from the dead. He did resurrect. He is sitting at the right hand of God today. And a glory to God. What a blessing it is. What a beautiful blessing it is today. Jesus did die. On the cross. Jesus was laid to rest in a tomb. That tomb was sealed by a stone. And it was sealed by the Roman government. There were centurions placed there to guard it. But nonetheless, all of that aside, there was a great quake, a great earthquake, and the stone was rolled away, and Jesus walked out. Glory to God. I'm glad he did today. I'm glad he walked out, because had he not walked out, I couldn't stand here today with a smile on my face and talk to you about the Lord Jesus Christ. I couldn't stand here with any confidence at all and say that I know he is everything he said to be. Understand this today, lost person. Jesus is no liar. The Bible is no liar. You may find fault in people. But you will find no fault in Jesus. And you will find no fault in his word. Not only that, but it's a message of proof. A message of proof. You see, there were eyewitnesses to Jesus' death. And there were eyewitnesses to the empty tomb. And later on, there would be eyewitnesses to Jesus walking for 40 days and talking to people and being seen. And there were witnesses and proof that they watched him ascend into heaven. And it isn't just one or two. There are many, many witnesses that are recorded. You see, it is a message that proves First, we are sinners in need of a Savior. It is a message that proves that Jesus is the Savior that is, that is there and was in, in his work was to redeem us. His work was to bring us into a personal relationship with God through him. It is proof. That Jesus is the Son of God and God the Son. The second person of the Trinity. It is proof beyond no other that Jesus is who he said he is. Who he said he was. And he is today who he claimed to be then. Friends, there's a lot of religious leaders that are worshipped today. And their bodies are still in the ground. Their bones could be dug up. 
Their DNA can be extracted and tested. You can't do that with Jesus. Because he's alive, he's alive. He has risen. That's the last difference that I want to bring to you today. It is a difference of liberation. Notice in verse 7 the command. Go your way and tell his disciples and Peter that goeth before you into Galilee, there shall you see him, as he said also. A command to go and tell Peter. Peter had been told to go and to wait, and he went. He went. Here these ladies have been told to go and tell him why he's waiting. Because Jesus is coming. I want you to know today there is a command for the Christian to go and tell others about Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is coming. He's on his way again. And when he shows up, this time, he's going to be calling, calling everyone that is born again into heaven with him. Folks, Where's your faith going to be? Are you following his command today? There's a lot of folks today who are sitting at home that could be in church. And I'm not trying to pick a fight. But the reality is there was just released information this week on a poll that at least 50% of church members are not going back to church. Why? What about your command to go tell? What about your command? You fall into that same category. Jesus told these to go tell. He's telling the church to go tell. Look at the Great Commission. That applies to you and to me. Go tell the world about Jesus. Yes, we can worship in a lot of different places. But the command to go tell is applied to each one of us personally. It doesn't give us the luxury to doubt and to set aside and to become lackluster in our faith. No, why would we want to do that? Why would we want to trade something as lovely as faith given by the Lord Jesus Christ into our hearts and lives of salvation? Why would we want to trade it for the depression and frustration and failure of this world? We have a command to follow. Notice also there is a change in verse 8. And they went quickly and fled from the sepulcher. There was a change. They left in a hurry. They were told to go and they left in a hurry. Not because they were scared to death to be there. It says, yes, they were afraid. But understand, that use of the word afraid doesn't mean the same thing as affrighted. They were fearful of the Lord. An amazing fearfulness. An amazement. 
My goodness. We ought to be amazed at the Lord today. We ought to be amazed at His wonder. We ought to be amazed at the difference He makes in our lives. A difference today from yesterday. A difference in tomorrow from today. We ought to be amazed. And we ought to be leaving quickly to go tell others about Jesus. And that amazement ought to be showing in our life today. Today as we finish and as we move on into Easter, we're going to be visiting family. We're going to be celebrating. We're going to be having dinners. But are we going to be going with an amazement of Jesus? Are we going to be going with an amazement of a command to tell others? Are we going to be going with the right attitude? Are we going to be going without any doubt? Are we going to be going and having all of our fears set aside? Are we going to be going with a change in the way we see Jesus? We can. You can. You can go with that change. Where you are, where you are, right there today, you can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Where you are right there today, you can rededicate your life to Jesus Christ. Where you are right there today can be a change can be a change. A change that will have you leaving and living in an amazement. But it's up to you. Will you call upon Jesus to answer that need that's in your life to make that change that's necessary? Let's pray. Heavenly Father and Lord God, I thank you for the privilege of having this time to share to open your word. Lord, I pray once again for all those that are listening. If there is one out there that is lost today, I pray that you would bring them to you in salvation. Those, Heavenly Father, that may be watching who have separated themselves, who have failed you, those that are living outside of your will, bring them back. Heavenly Father, let this day be changed from yesterday in all of our lives. Let us see an amazement today, an amazement that we had different from yesterday, an amazement in Jesus Christ, where we can walk away and we can be excited about telling others about Jesus, where we're going to walk away loving others and spreading the love of the gospel everywhere we go. Lord, we turn our hearts and lives over to you. Lord, I pray that you would have your will in your way in everything that's said and done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for watching today. Share this with others. Jesus is coming soon. Are you ready? God bless you until next time.